0: Well, I guess we should start with like who, who you are, where you're from, uh, just talk, give, give people a little bit of a background on you.
1: Oh, yeah, so I, I'm Omar, I'm from Chile, and I work with uh, Neuropod to to create content in general and for you guys to j- just enjoy a little bit more and and get like the latest news from New York in general
0: yeah yeah omar does a bunch of different things um one of the things that he the primary thing that he helps with is editing the main channel videos and then he also does a bunch of research um for scripts of other episodes and then we're also working on a NeuroPod Spanish channel and he's taking the lead on that. So there's a bunch of different things that he's involved in. And then moving forward, you guys probably will see more of the work that he's producing. Um, I guess I also, I, I wanna, I wanna uh, have a shameless plug for Returns too, uh, like I'm, I'm slowly spending uh, less of my time on Neuropod and more of my time working on a startup called Returns. And it's, the company is built to help retirees do consulting work on their own schedule um, with all they have to do is come to our website and fill out a very simple profile. Um, so that's what I'm spending more and more of my time on. And Omar is one of the main reasons that I'm able to do that. Uh, So I'm very excited about that. Um, And then this conversation is very similar to conversations that we would have weekly. Like we'll just talk about Neuropod related things, and then inevitably we'll end up talking about uh, Neuroscience, Neuralink, and other BCI companies.
1: Yeah, in general. Yeah, enjoy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I think in general they're great conversations and you know usually like long conversations so this yeah. may it, this conversation might seem like a little bit of that I think it's like exploring issues and things we care about and that we we think are interesting for for the audience in general
0: yeah and we've both realized like it's so ridiculously difficult to speak the way that we would be speaking if it wasn't recorded uh and so it's like no matter how natural we try to be um and just talk about the things that we would talk about it's just it's really difficult um so for i I assume people that have experienced it they know exactly what we're talking about but if you haven't it's like kind of difficult and then i guess going back to like what we had talked about in prior conversations like At some point we will do the episode that's like the fda approval process that would be a good one to do
1: yeah yeah i agree uh i think in general the audience is very interested on well there's a lack of information around that so it would be nice if we just you know clear up a little bit you know the the process and and even might help some, you know, scientists who are wondering what's going on or how you could do it.
0: Right, yeah, I had reached out to some people who worked at the FDA previously or were currently at the FDA. And then I knew some, I I know some people who are in a space that's similar. And so like I talked to them occasionally about just random stuff. And then, like, we'll talk about, oh, like, what's this process like? Like, I'll just ask a random question uh, because I know that they're in that space, but it's never, like, super in detail. And so I think it would be good to just find somebody who's really knowledgeable about what the, pro- the whole process is like and then interview them, and then we can include that in the episode a little bit.
1: And with that, maybe we can, like, start when? Do you think you know the the human clinical trials are are going to yeah. start?
0: Um, yeah. So previously, like Elon was saying, all this stuff about oh well, we think we might be able to do it at the end of twenty twenty one or early twenty twenty two. But then just based on like that clinical trials coordinator position still being open, like that job posting still being open, I think that shows that it's probably at least a few months away. And then on top of that, they're probably refining the advancements that they're making with their whole system. And so if they're doing that, I assume that they're going to have to apply for the, like, whatever newest device that they have at the time of application, that's probably the one that they're going to have to feel comfortable enough to be like, okay, well, this is the one that we want to test, you know, because it's like if they know that they're gonna have a device and they think it's gonna be okay, and then like a month later, there's gonna be this massive system-wide architectural improvement, then why would they, I, I assume that they they can't just say, oh, well, we changed our device, like now let's test this one. There's <laughs> probably like a bunch of red tape saying, oh no, you have to restart the process with something totally new, like some new total, some totally new architecture.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with you, and maybe there are some like new devices on you know, on the road like in, in general. So it would be nice if they apply for the FDA pr- approval process with the new newest device.
0: So. Yeah. So when do you think it'll be?
1: Well, um, yeah, I I i I think the same. Like maybe three or four months, like into the future.
0: Okay because like I, I think that's like the the minimum. It, it wouldn't based on Elon's tone during the Babylon BR, um interview, it actually wouldn't surprise me if it ends up being 2023 because <laughs> like in the, I forget exactly how he phrased it or what his uh, speech cadence was or what, but something about the way he said it or, or what he said mm-hmm. made me think like oh, it's not even a guarantee that it's going to be 2022. And it's not like that means that they're not making any progress. Like, I think they're still moving as quickly as possible. Uh, But just this whole regulatory thing, yeah, probably wouldn't surprise me if it's it's later.
1: Yeah, but he also, like, mentioned something about, like, records. And so maybe he was, like, referring to humans, like interfacing with like the the Neuralink device. When Elon, for example, was talking on the Babylon B interview, he mentioned something about like um, a a record on speed for typing or something like that. So maybe he was uh, talking about like humans. It wasn't clear to me that was like on just from a technology perspective. Maybe there's something going on already, and we don't know yet.
0: Okay. Yeah, I see what you're saying. I I don't know if they're legally allowed to implant without like this whole FDA approval. Maybe they are. I I just really don't know. So I, I
1: don't know we'll either. See. So uh, let, let's hope that there's some news on on that regard. Okay.
0: You know. Yeah. <laughs> May- Maybe we could do like a little bit of research before this uh, this conversation goes out, and then we'll just like insert a little bloop here that says like, yeah. "Oh yeah, we figured out that humans can or cannot be implanted in."
1: But but even with the breakthrough like uh, approval, what what do you think is maybe it's it's possible to do it like in a very clinical setting. Um studies, um, it makes sense to do so.
0: I... Uh, yeah, may, maybe. <laughs> I, I don't know. There's like, we'll, we'll know the answer just with like a little bit of research. Um, so let's see. Let's talk about like the you, you wrote on the long-term development of Neuralink. Uh, are you talking about like future products and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, future products, applications, and how the future might look like with a neuralink uh, on healthy patients.
0: <laughs> on healthy patients, okay. Um, yeah, so I think. Well, you can, you go first.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I I think um, the future is very exciting. Uh, yeah, I yeah, but what I think is important to 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 understand with the future of neuralink devices and so on is that uh, the the intent here is that uh, healthy patients are allowed to to use them and to implant them in their bodies and, and in some way um, upgrade us. Um, so I think the the early application of that will be like consumer like technologies like maybe. Um, a cochlear implants for uh, headphones or something like that uh, he- headphones replacement and stuff like that I think will be like very interesting to see if they come up with some sort of like um, legal uh, way to implant you with a bluetooth um, device that allows you listening music wirelessly um, without any wires at all well that that's possible today but Directly to your brain is like the the breakthrough, and and maybe in the future like um, like vision amplifying vision, um, even virtual reality. Um, I think we we agree on that. That virtual reality it it seems like something to very like something a lot of companies are betting on. So, what what do you think are the the next like big uh, products for Neuralink.
0: Yeah, I'm not as excited about what they can do for healthy humans. It's more Mm -hmm. about like helping those who have some sort of um, impairments and just like disorders, diseases, because like anybody who was, anybody who had full functionality, like they were able to walk, they were able to move around and do stuff. And then- they got injured or lost a limb and had to amputate like their leg. um, It it would just, it would change their life so much when that event occurs. And then if they're able to regain an ability that they lost, like that just totally like gives them life again. And Mm -hmm. so when Elon's talking about uh, bridging the Bridging the spinal cord injury, uh, with a neural shunt that is like huge, you know? And, and it's like, well, some people, they have the limb still and the brain, like the, there's been a lot of studies on this. The brain is still sending the appropriate signals to the limb to do the movement. But then because there's an injury, the the signals just never get there. There's just a broken connection. And so if they're able to reestablish that connection wirelessly and then implant like an, a new microcontroller inside the location of the limb, that would be really big. Uh, but if there's no limb, then they could just have an advanced prosthetic. And so like it wouldn't surprise me if Neuralink gets into really advanced prosthetics, Uh, And they could just have a situation where they're building out all these different prosthetics that are eventually replicating a a human, a a superhuman, you know, it'd be like a a shoulder, a shoulder, uh, upper arm, forearm, wrist, fingers. And it's like each of those components are all seamlessly compatible with one another. And then, they're also compatible to the neuralink device and then all of a sudden it's like you're building this tesla bot but for neuralink and it's superhuman mm-hmm. in almost every way and there's haptic feedback sensors and it's just being it's able to identify like temperature more than a human would it's able to feel and analyze what material something is more than a human would And it's able to grasp things that are hotter and colder and uh, pointier or sharper or more dangerous. It's just able to do like all these things that humans wouldn't be able to do. And because they are going to have all this information about how the brain is, they'll be able to control those things way more than I think anybody else will. And, and that's a huge difference between what's currently happening with people who are making process or companies that are making prosthetics right now. Like there's no way that they're going to have all this brain data that Neuralink is going to have in the future. So then if they're making a prosthetic, they're kind of, they're just using something that's, or they're going off of data and connecting to human that, and it's just, it's very, it's like a very forced approach approach uh i forget exactly how it's how how to say this but um yeah it's just it's it's like it's like if you if you're coding something and and you just want to like make something happen you can just like you can just force it to happen uh but (laughs) it's not it's not clean it's not efficient and i feel like that's kind of that's kind of the situation that we're in right now with uh prosthetics like they're just kind of Forcing things to work uh, versus with Neuralink, it's like you, you know, like exactly what signals are being sent from the brain and and also to to the brain and, and the feedback loop. So then it's like, okay, well, you just identified the very specific things that are happening and then use only those signals. That makes sense.
1: Yeah. Well, I yeah, it makes sense, but it also is like. To me, it's like the bridge. It's much better, like because the the high quality of data that you're like interfacing with maybe some better limbs that are like um, I mean, man-made limbs, some sense. So the bridge is is much better than any other company. That well, it it, it's cool. They're they're working towards like creating new um, devices. our prosthesis for you know people I think it's great they are doing th- that kind of work but I think if they're able to interface directly to the brain which is very difficult is, is the hardest part I think um, um, Neuralink is a it's an uh, very special position to to be competitive on that space but what what I Obviously that it's very exciting. It's gonna be to me that it's the shorter. It's the short term. Um, it's not the, the long term for Neuralink because the short term is um is is obviously repairing like functions and trying to to tackle even some other problems which are not related to um you know um, injures and stuff like that. Maybe tackle a little bit on depression and Parkinson's and that kind of issues. I think they're in the in the in in the pipeline. To we're gonna see that uh, that Neuralink is gonna try to to tackle those problems too.
0: Sure, sure. Yeah, I mean, I guess um, in in my mind, it's some. There are some parallels to to SpaceX in that, like with SpaceX their longest term mission is to make life multiplanetary, and establish a like reusable rocket system where people are able to, to cheaply, uh, go, hmm. go to and from earth and Mars and, and other planets as well. Uh, and, and then eventually, like if you, if you just get the transportation component, correct, then there's all these other different things that have to go into colonizing mars well it's like before all that occurs spacex is working on this whole starlink thing and that is hugely game-changing to tons of people and so neuralink almost has the same thing where it's like well this longest term mission is hugely valuable for humanity and i get the sense that that's why that that is the core reason why Elon's so interested in doing this type of thing. But then in the shorter term, I'm more excited about like helping these unhealthy humans. Same, same thing with like Starlink and SpaceX. It's like, am I more excited about making life multiplanetary or am I more excited about providing really good internet to people who never had access to it before? I'm, I'm kind of more excited about Starlink. And then, then same thing with Neuralink. Like I'm more excited about the shorter term things. And especially these shorter term things, they're still long term. Like they're still going to take probably 10 to 15 years. Or uh, not, not 10 to 15 years, excuse me. Like they're still going to take like five to, to really have like a big impact. I think uh, on a wide scale and, and have high volume of implants uh for paralyzed people still might take like five to ten years
1: yeah well I, I agree with you on that it's it's very exciting to see that it's something it's it's happening right now and maybe in the, in the next years i i think that it's very exciting and well of course uh, I, I the the issue that that i see with the 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 injured patients is that, um, you, let's say that you want to use or take the, the full capacity of the Neuralink implant. Um, you, in order to, to, to work with limbs um prosthesis and stuff like that, you need more than the, just the implant. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, the the problem with that is that it's extra development for new uh, products that currently I I haven't like seen yet like any any product for example um, neuralink um, prosthesis but we have like a neuralink implant with the neuralink implant right now there's a lot of things that we can experiment with and. Try to interface the the neural activity in some sort of way, extract information, uh, try to tackle some problems, deal with uh, for example um, parkinson's uh, or that uh, replacing the 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 utilities, for example, that the Huda array gave us hmm. um, but in a, in a better way. but I think if we if we try to extrapolate that um with um, interfacing, like um, with, um, let's say, uh, extremities and stuff like that, I, I think it's it's harder. It's 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 harder for what it's currently here, but I'm I'm pretty sure that Neuralink will work on that, um, in the the near term.
0: Yeah, uh, what you're describing is is so important. I think uh, Dr. Matt McDougall is one of the people who are. Um, like so during the 2020 update they went round table uh, with everybody in the room saying like like what are you most excited about with Neuralink in the long term and there are some people that are saying well just the most exciting thing is that you have this scope into the brain that now you're unlocking all this information that we didn't have before and all these academic institutions Research organizations and the like are able to learn and just develop all this new stuff that we never thought was possible because we have this new data. Uh, so that that type of stuff is yeah super appealing too because it just accelerates development of new stuff. It's like like th- recently there's been this thing where there's a company called Biogen that's been in talks w- with developing an Alzheimer's uh, like pill or drug of some sort. And it's been having uh, the, the success has been disputed. It, it's been like or d- debated consistently. It's like, oh, well this many patients have, have seen good outcomes and, uh, and then we don't know. And then we do know that this much and it's just been like back and forth. Uh, but if we had more information about the brain they could probably develop a pill that actually does work more consistently and the percentage of, of good outcomes is greater.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree. And, and I think that the path forward for Neuralink is also like it's, it's like in some in some way similar to Kernel's one, because a kernel is, is also trying to, to, to give like more insight um, into the brain how you can use data and how you can like improve your life using brain data, which is accurate, fast and accessible. And With Neuralink, I, I think it's the same and because you're gonna have that kind of like in information but also you can like um, modify a little bit and you know write some patterns into the brain, back into the brain some sort of feedback mechanism and and try to, to do cool stuff with that. Um, cool stuff, I mean, you know, solving real, real issues. Um, um, but I think it's very exciting, the the future for Neuralink. And I like to, to think in the long term, like if you can beat them, join them, uh, mm-hmm. sort of like idea. Um, but uh, of course, what what's happening right now, it's like, it's tremendous. Uh, it's awesome.
0: Maybe we could talk more about like what Kernel's doing, what some other companies in the space are doing, uh, because I think at least what I've seen, it's very, very rare it, actually uh, that maybe there's like one company in China that is working on an invasive implant. Everybody else is working on stuff that's non-invasive. Uh, so, do you think there's ever going to be a time where somebody's truly competing with Neuralink?
1: well i think um what i've seen i think it's neuromatrix called um the name from the competitors in china i think china realized that the brain is um like the new frontier after they they invested heavily on like ai now they're like doing the same thing for brain and and I think China will rise very soon with a lot of invasive companies. Um, well, this is my my guess, uh, not like investor advice. <laughs> yeah, but you know, like <laughs> the the thing is, I, I think China has a real opportunity because some of the scientists are well trained. Uh, most of the the Chinese scientists are very well trained, and some of them like study in the U.S. and then came back to China, and um, so. Uh, where where China, I think it, it's gonna rise, uh, and and it's gonna try to compete with Neuralink, um, like the same thing with um, a scale, speed, and like the same thing with AI. I think that the same approach here is like. So the 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 thing is, uh, I think China. It's a possibility. And well, there's a lot of activity also like in invasive approaches in Europe also. Um, And the brain in general, I think it's like very exciting to see like companies like OpenPCI that maybe not, are are not working like in in invasive approaches, but they're like um, providing solutions accessible to anyone that want to build new cool stuff. So I think that's awesome and it's gonna accelerate, but the invasive, well, it's a little bit tricky. There's not much like activity around.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I think with Neuromatrix, um, I haven't been paying as much attention to what they're doing as I think you have, Um, but it does seem like that's a good, it it would be nice to see what they're able to come up with. uh, Similar to like how, there's a bunch of electric car competitors in China and a lot of them do really, really well. And it's like, people in the U S just have no idea. (laughs) Uh, And, and some of them are, some of them have higher volume of car sales or had higher volume of car sales uh, than Tesla did for a long time. And it was like, Oh, uh, I mean, I, th- I, I just don't see a way that there's ever going to be a car company that really truly competes with Tesla mm-hmm. uh, in the longer term. Just yeah, just because of like the talent advantage and the access to talent that they have. Um, but re- anyway, uh, yeah, with Neuralink, like it'll probably be the same thing. They just see that this is come like it, you know, because it's not like. China, the country, is making this decision to like spend more time working on these things. It's more of like, well, there's these individuals in the in the country that are thinking, "Oh, this is important. We should do this." You don't think
1: so? Well, I I disagree uh, on on that point a little bit because uh, in China is there is not a um, a clear division between like the government and the public institutions and even like private companies in some some way. Like, so the, the, the government is involved much closely in all decisions that companies, it's like the, the, um, the regulations are like, you know, Chinese regulations. Sure. So it's like, it's, it's, it's not that uh, you can do whatever you want in the country, you know you you have seen like even like the the firewall yeah the, the great firewall and that kind of things it's china is that the the scale of that is just incredible because it's like the government trying to to let's say control uh on a whole new level so imagine for smaller companies <laughs> i think the 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 pressure will be like too too much so i and and even in in neuromatrix i am I'm, I'm pretty sure the, the the government also gave some some money to as funding like public funding sure. for like pushing pushing like the frontier frontiers in, in in that space okay
0: okay cool uh so yeah back let's bring it back to the us then us competitors how about um Thoughts on like kernel, Synchron, neural?
1: Yeah. Um, well, I think in what I what I've seen is like the the neuro Maybe it's not the US. Uh, it's a con con conjoined effort like between Europe and and the US, okay. uh, which is like the NeuroPixels pixels um, stuff from like. Um, I think that is very exciting because they're, they're developing like new ways to record like neural data. And I think that, that is what is needed, like new methods, new, new ways, new technology um, to see. I think we, we, we should do like a, a more in-depth episodes about like this kind of companies. Um, yeah. Then.
0: Well, so let's talk about Kernel then uh, because we did do a, a company spotlight on them. And I think like Brian Johnson and his whole ideology of what is important is, is so cool. Like his background story is super cool um, for, I guess. Yeah, he just, he, he's so, so it, there are some parallels to Elon. It's like really kind of interesting that this happened. Like he sold a company to PayPal uh, called Braintree And he was working in the payment space and then had like a hiatus or just time after that to ponder over what was important. And he was like, well, everything that's pretty much everything bad that happens in the world is a function of our brain not processing things correctly or not making good decisions. And therefore, and, and it's also simultaneously something that we know so little about therefore oh, I'm going to work on helping people identify what's going on in the brain. And then started Kernel. And if there is a company in this whole space that I think has potential to succeed, Kernel is probably one of the top ones.
1: Well, I I agree with you on on that, Um, Brian. It's a, uh, a fascinating person. I think it's like even you know, there, there were some early talks about like founding like a kind of similar company with, with Elon uh, in the invasive space. Um, but um, Brian eventually like um, pivoted to something not invasive, but I think it's an, a strategic move because of the timing that the technology needs to develop. And maybe he's buying some time and in some, some way. For like these kind of new technologies to emerge, in the meantime, while you produce and gain insight and data, and um, maybe produce more um, direct to consumer applications, but also like working with universities and research centers, I I think is key in on because we 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 know so little about the brain that and um, every day is like neuroscience. Now it's like exploding with like information and um, with new papers, new methods, new new ways to do it. Uh, like extract information from the brain and even do um, like, like research that really impacts on what you do know about yourself. Like for example, um, Uh, how do you control how how to control your um impulses Mm -hmm. Uh, or maybe how attentive are you being doing a task maybe you're multitasking and you don't know it maybe your 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 brain is is not a not optimal um it's not at his optimal you know it's like. so i I think like kernel it's gonna like help um like the consumer uh or maybe like you know anyone to to gain more insight uh into the like everyday life because you know the 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 smartphone is like so um so destructive for for many of us Um, and i think that that kind of technology might help you to regain like control in some sort of way through information through knowledge about yourself and i think if you can gain that insight it's something actionable
0: let's go on to the next topic
1: so um let's talk about that like body replacement
0: yeah i mean i i feel like i said i don't know i can't i can't think of like additional new insights um yeah for for body replacements it's like they're 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 gonna do there's just like so many parallels I feel like to to all these other things that are going on. Um, so I guess, I guess one thing that I think is cool with, um, one thing that I think is cool that they're going to be able to do is similar to how Tesla has all this data about how people drive their cars and then they use all that or they have all that data back at Tesla and they're able to basically create the optimal car driver based on all that data. That's what's gonna probably end up happening with Neuralink brain data. Like Tesla is able to have millions and millions of billions of miles driven on autopilot or, or even not on autopilot. And they're getting a sense of what's the optimal way to drive. Neuralink is gonna get, What's the optimal way to think, and then you can just like recreate this brain from scratch, and it's it'd take like decades probably to to truly recreate it, but just the functionality portion of different, like even just if you just like single it out to just motor cortex, maybe maybe you can just have that one segment and it's optimized and it connects to like somebody else's Neuralink, you know, so it's like all of a sudden Omar gets a Neuralink implant and then Neuralink has all this brain data and they've created this artificial brain. Then you all of a sudden have like redundancy and you're able to think about like multiple things at the same time and process information and yeah, like to me, that's that's one of the coolest things that people, I, I don't see like a, a barrier to that happening uh, other than well, just Well, like, I
1: see a barrier.
0: Yeah, yeah I, I mean, just like over the long term with lots of time and yeah, I just don't see it.
1: Yeah. Well, um, I, I wanted to to take like the, the opposite side just for the sake of like determining, Okay. I think it's it's like um, I I see two problems here with that idea, but it's cool. I think it's doable, and I think Neuralink will, if they can, do it. Like they, they will. But the the thing, the problem is like privacy, um, because it's not the same thing to to record, let's say, streets and and so on, like Google Street kind of way, like you, you record every, every single street and, and then you recreate a 3D model of that based on like Tesla's like uh, demos and so on. But here is like, you're like literally taking thoughts or maybe the neural activity of like people. So I think there's gonna be an issue around that or maybe how they handle is critical for, future, for the future of uh, how they, they harness like the, the information, how they handle um, 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 you know the, the, the privacy of individuals. Um, I think it, it's interesting to, to explore that issue moving forward because I, I agree with you that they're, they're gonna be in a position that if they become as some sort of centralized uh, repository of Thoughts or patterns of mm, thinking. Um, it would be very very cool to see that maybe you can gain uh, more knowledge or insight or productivity from that having a neural link implanted in yourself. But um, th- the problem maybe will be like with the the privacy and some some people opting in and some people. Not joining, the 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 Neuralink like let's say um, repository.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's definitely going to be something that they're going to have to care about. And individual, uh, like historically, how he, Elon's approached this is that he he said he was asked the question once, who do how does he view data security and 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 all that is like he responded with saying, he thinks every individual should own their own data. And actually I was just um, messaging with somebody about this uh, who's a NeuroPod listener. Um, He was saying that, and he has his own YouTube channel. It's pretty interesting. Um, But anyway, he was saying there's these things called uh, uh, data farms, I wanna say um here wait let me let me look it up real quick
1: okay so like kind of data lakes
0: uh let me see man it was so interesting it's like oh data unions that's what it was yeah so he was saying like there's this thing called like data unions and basically all right i'm going to resay that because my computer was shaking so he was saying there's this thing (laughs) called data unions where Um, basically like if you put all your data, so let's say like, I put my first name, last name, date of birth, uh, social security number, uh, address, uh, driver's license, whatever. And I put it all into this one. Uh, I I become part of this data union and I give all that information to them. Then there's some other company, let's say Coca-Cola is interested in doing some marketing campaign for people who live in a specific area or have driver's license that end in four, like the number four or whatever, I don't know, just some random thing, um, and they access that piece of data, then they pay the data union to access that data. And then every time that your specific piece of information is taken, you get a cut of it. You get paid for sharing your, your data. I thought that was a really interesting concept. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if Elon is supportive of that type of thing in the future. Because then like, if that type of structure occurs, then you do own your own data. It's, it's necessary that that data union holder is able to securitize and make sure that it's anonymous as much as possible. Um, But, you know, like that type of thing, if Neuralink built that type of thing, uh, then your, your data is, your data is kind of anonymous. Your data can be anonymous, anonymized, uh, just like how Tesla's car driving data, like, man, billions of miles. Like they're not going to care who's who, like, it's just it's just so ridiculous to like backtrack and go and be like oh well omar did this and therefore we're gonna do whatever it's just like hey there's billions of miles being driven we gotta improve our system like let's just find the random corner case that occurs and let's figure out how to make our system better
1: Uh, yeah yeah i i agree with you but i i I, I don't want to get too controversial here, but let's say that let's let's say that um, for example, even with Tesla, let's say that your car, for example, uh, detects that someone wants to um, you know uh, drive towards some, someone on the street, like that your intent is to kill someone driving your car. Because this is possible, right? It's like, there are some people who maybe are like, let's say, robbing a bank or whatever, and they're doing that on purpose. Okay. And so the the problem with that is that the card detects that there is a um, mild behavior, a bad behavior. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: So the the thing is like, for a cognitive um, device could be the same, you know, it's like, you're detecting that someone has societal thoughts or maybe uh, even like wants to do something that is not good in general. So the, the problem with that is that there's that real issue there that nobody talks about, about like how you handle like neural data and even you know Chile happens to be one of the the first countries that uh, regulates that space are around like neural rights, like like neural rights. So it's interesting to see that there are some even like countries that are willing to to talk about this. How how you're gonna handle like um, brain activity and that is sensible and that is in in some some way. Like my, my like put you might put you in a in a position of um, that it that is compromised in some sort of way. Even now today, if you tweet some something and like <laughs> unfortunate, maybe you you will pay for that fines or or whatever. And I think in the future it's like. You you are gonna take responsibility for even your thoughts uh, as this topic as that might seem, um, but uh, but I, I think that it's very controversial and very far into the future. But there is some issues that there that is that this new technology might um, raise up that I think it's it's not that easy like randomizing like privacy uh, like data from from someone it's it's real that it, it's gonna be an issue around that it's like from societal thoughts and more like it's like that's that is just the like the the, the tip of the iceberg really and in into the future to to me to me as i as i see like the the future because it's like Okay, it's it's improving, it's getting better, but at the same time, it's like getting a little bit darker. And who knows who what other companies like China might use devices like this. Even today, for example, in China, uh, there are non-invasive approaches that are using children in the school, and they are forced to to, to put attention and uh, and they're they're forced to use like devices, so when they get get back to home, some parents are like like um like you know saying stuff uh, to their children so it's like very very difficult even even today because it it depends on how you use it and how the technology might like end up but you know.
0: yeah like real real concerns uh for like individuals i i think at a societal level i don't know how much i believe in regulation really mattering in those instances it's like if the technology is available and a mother or father really is able to just be zap their their child and say hey like focus now <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think like whether if the technology exists and it's accessible it's not going to matter if the government says you can or can't do this
1: yeah yeah I, I agree with you uh, on that but you know it's like to me it's like very exciting but at the same time it's um it's something that we shouldn't Take lightly. Yeah, it's like very, uh, very interesting. Like new use use cases uh, are emerging, and some of them are like very dystopic. You know, being punished because not you're not being focused enough and at the school. Uh, well, that is not the best use for that technology to me. Well, it's 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 a good like it's a good use, but maybe. <laughs> Not, not the way I expect it to be uh, but I, I don't know I, I have like conflicting views on, on that at the same time um, but in, it's interesting to see that Neuralink would open up a whole new way of like interacting and use cases and 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 and, and the cool thing is that they're like gonna be they're Going to be working on like the the most pressing issues like right now like recovering like um injuries and and maybe you know giving sight again that that stuff is is awesome but the, the other uses cases use cases well uh let's see
0: can i rant on something at the end of this let's so with like the whole education thing, uh, it just destroys me that kids nowadays and and when I was in elementary school was not able to use a computer or phone at like almost any time It was like only when it was a definite requirement for an assignment that we were able to use our computers and phones and that can you imagine like how much the world gets held back if that's put in place. It's like, it's so absolutely ridiculous. Even in college, actually, now that I think about it, it's like for projects and for assignments and tests, uh, it's like maybe, maybe tests are a little bit different, but it's like, I think in the vast majority of stuff, you should be able to do anything that you need to do to find an answer or ask the right question as long as you're not paying for it. So it's like on any school project or whatever, like you should be able to call anybody that you know in the entire world and you should be able to Google anything that you want, watch any YouTube video that you want. Um, Same thing, I I would even go as so far as to say during a college final exam or during any exam of any education level, like, I would say, like if I was a professor, I don't think I would call it cheating at all. Like I would say, use every resource that you can, as long as you don't pay for it. Because like, if you pay for it, then it gets into the situation of like, oh, well, I was able to pay $10 million to this one dude who's like an absolute genius to do my test for me. Uh, But if if there's no, like if that's the barrier and you say like, hey, no paying for stuff, then, that's how the real world is it's like you can call anybody at any time and you can use google at any time and it's like school children should be able to practice that skill and develop that muscle of research
1: yeah i agree with you it's like education nowadays it's like obsolete to me um in general it doesn't make sense at all that like road like memorization and stuff like that when you can like search it in just a second um, uh, although I, I think that the, the the problem with that is that you're asking the wrong questions in general uh, the, the universities schools and so on they're asking like the wrong questions like they're not s- solving no new problems like they're they're not solving new problems, in general. Um, it's just like getting like more and more information that it's like that it's old. Like it's like maybe it's like the the first principles and 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 so on. Or they try to teach you the basics and then you elaborate on that. But I think if most of the time you're just consuming information that is available like on the internet and you can like well, what is what is the you know, like the biggest country on earth. I don't know, but maybe it's, you, you know the answer. But if you don't know it, you can Google it. It's like, yeah. and, and I think that kind of uh, education, well, I'm not really, really sure if it's valuable or not. But I think memorization has a place and you should know it like basic stuff uh, by heart. But there's some other things that could be like outsourced to Google or whatever. Because, you know, a, a few days ago, it was very funny because there was a, a girl on, on TikTok uh, who was like someone asked, asked him, uh, name a country in Africa. Just one. Mm-hmm. And, and she said, well, uh, there, she couldn't. It's like, even one country in Africa, it's like, no, it's just one country, right, it's like, the, the whole thing is, and, and I, I was shocked to, to see that, and she said, well, I haven't, and, 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 and the guy said, well, you're right, you're right, I said, the first person, you're right, and, and she said, wow, I, I know it, because I have, like, a very high GPA, you know, it's like, Man that's crazy that's crazy and and I think well, maybe on that on that, that is specific case, I think well memorization has like a place, but for for any like irrelevant like non like I know man it's like so crazy to to see stuff like that happen
0: thanks for leaving out that she was American <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, well um and and the, the fun the fun thing is what it was a, a um like a British guy asking. Uh, sure. So um, I don't know. Maybe the, the obviously it's also true. I don't know, it's like
0: <laughs> so I, I, I guess to tie it back to Neuralink, like the reason that I wanted to like rant about the education thing is because you're talking about how neuralink could make like I guess in theory, you just like tell somebody or force somebody to be focused or, or remind them to be focused. It's like, I don't know that it would be such a bad thing if their mind's wandering all the time. Like if I had a child who had access to the internet, it's like, I would want him to explore. And then same thing with the Neuralink, like it's basically the same thing, just faster. Like they're just exploring what's out there. And it's like, That's what their whole life is going to be needing anyway. Like that's like, like the internet is so fantastic and they should be able to benefit from the fantasticness of it rather than just being walled off from this like small little piece of it.
1: Well, I'm just, just to get back a little bit, I, I was just saying that the mis, I was referring to the misuse of non invasive approaches. But with Neuralink, for example, the, the case is that Neuralink might help you to to concentrate. You know, if there's there's some sort of like interfacing with your brain that helped you to to concentrate and to be more attentive. And that's possible with Neuralink. And I think, um, well, I I think it's possible or this is my my guess in in the future. But the the thing that I was referring to is that the the misuse of like non-invasive approaches Like, you're getting information and you're using it, but maybe not the best way possible. Not in in the way, for example, Brian and Johnson, like, wanted. Yeah, yeah, but Neuralink, I think it's a a whole different story. Neuralink might help you uh, to to get better at things with time.
0: Um, And then for the closing, like, I, I think it's great that some people do care about what we're talking about. Um, and if they were willing to listen this far, um, thank you. I, I kind of feel bad for those people, but I'm also <laughs> thankful.
1: <laughs> yeah, guys, uh, thank you for listening. I think it it's it's very fun to talk about like these kind of issues. And if you have like comments and if you guys want us to to tackle new issues or exploring new companies related to Neuralink I think it's great if you like provide your 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 gentle comments on on the comment section and, and we'll be happy to to answer them so that's awesome